Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Um, This lesson is about spiritual Babylon, the first one, Sodom and Gomorrah, Mizraim, which is Egypt they call today, and the second Babylon. Why am I doing this lesson? Because most I said in the last days, you're going to be living in spiritual Babylon, spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah, and spiritual Mizraim. And we actually are living in those days. So um, the most High also said too, just like in the days of Noah, everybody was doing whatever it was that they was doing. Um tricking, doing whatever it was. Please forgive that um, noise. I'm trying to stop it, but I didn't have, <laughs> um, I wasn't fast enough. But um, um, the Most High said that um, just like in the days of Noah, they're going to be doing all kinds of stuff until Noah got into the boat and then it started raining and it washed them all away. The earth's, the prophecy of the earth was two things water, high water, and hell, meaning the flood of the earth, which already happened, and the destruction of the earth through fire. Now, in biblical days, that prophecy was given to the forefathers of the children of Israel, but nobody knew which one it was. This was before the flood. The Most High gave the children the end from the beginning. He already told them that there was going to be two times that the earth was going to be destroyed. Two times, meaning the children was going to be destroyed off the earth. Two times, one by flood, one by fire. They didn't know which was which until Noah got in that boat. And then they knew back then that the flood destroyed the earth the first time. The second time, fire is going to rain down. Thus, this lesson. Now, why did this happened in the first place and why is it going to happen again? Um, people were not listening. People were uh, haughty. People were wicked. People were being ruled by the devil in every way possible. And I mean, everywhere. And we're going to be discussing that in regards to spiritual Babylon, spiritual uh, Mizraim and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. These physical places um, 
were there and they was doing wickedness. And when I say wickedness, I mean real wickedness. Um, this lesson might be a little long, but I'm going to try to make it as specific and as um, short as I possibly can by giving you um, some real specific things. Now, it would be nice if I can explain everything to you, but then we'll be sitting here for hours. So what I want to tell you is the book of Yeshia has all of the stuff that I'm going to discuss with you. The book of Yeshia gives you intricate information on what happened in Sodom, the original Sodom, what happened to the original Tower of Babel, and what happened to um, Mizraim, it tells you. Um, the uh, Bible talks about, um, in the Old Testament, it talks about the other um, Babylon. It talks about Babylon itself, the land of Babylon. The first one was the Tower of Babel, which how it started, because Babel means confusion. And I'm going to explain to you everything that happened there so you'll understand. But I say this again because the Most High said, who is Yeshua in the flesh in the New Testament, that he's going to send the children back into the uh, into spiritual uh, Mishraim. And then he said that, um, not in so many words, that the lands that we're living in now, because there's no particular lands, all the lands everywhere now is spiritual Babylon, spiritual Mizraim. Okay? I'm explaining to you what happened in the, both Babylon, the Tower of Babel and Babylon itself, because it, it, it's similar. Just more detailed in the land of Babylon. And um, what happened in Mizraim? And I need you to understand and be aware of where these places are. I'm going to give you a hint of where they are so that you'll know. By describing the uh, situations that's ha happening in these lands that I'm describing, you will know where they are, okay, by the description. So um, we're going to start now. Um, so I have so much information and I mean, really, I have a lot of information. So please be patient with me as I go through these um, documents that I printed up and try to get together. And a lot of paper here, people. So just be patient with me because I have to sort through what I'm going to read. I have to download a lot of stuff just to sort through exactly what I'm going to read. So. Okay, like I said, I'm going to be discussing uh, the physical areas and um, spiritual Babylon, spiritual Mizraim, and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? Because we are living in the days of spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah, spiritual Babylon. That's why. And just like um, it says in the Old Testament, well, the prophecy is just like in the days of Noah, when everybody was sinning and, and drinking and laughing and giving their kids away, just like regular times, like it was in those days, wickedness abound. The Most High um, chose Noah 
and the eight other people that went into the ark. And when that ark door closed, that's when the flood started. The same thing that's going to happen when Yahshua step his feet down here. The same exact thing. Okay. Um, there are many references regarding these places and books of prophecy, as well as the original lands that were in the scriptures. But no one really knows where these places are today. And this is because there are two very important things. Number one, they don't know the history of these areas via the scriptures. Let he who has an ear hear what the world is saying. And two, they are not spiritually aware or elevated enough to distinguish the parallels. Again, let he who has an ear hear what the world is saying. In order to fully be aware of all of these happenings historically and in today's times, we must understand that we, as in you, have to be ele elevated in order to notice. Let he who has an ear hear what the rock is saying. And this is um, in Revelation 2.11 and in many other scriptures. And since many people don't have the spiritual listening ear, the Most High has poured out his spirit so that his children, in the second block, will have the ability to provide information to the masses. Okay, the saints will be teaching, ministering, prophesying, etc., which it says in Joel 2.28. And it shall come to pass that after it, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And Acts 2.17, which says, and I'm reading from the King James Version, by the way. And it shall come to pass that in the last days, say if the most high, I will pour out my spirit among all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men, your old men shall dream dreams. Now notice the first time it says that is in the book of Joel, which is in the Old Testament. So the children of Israel been doing this. And the second one is in Acts. When the, uh, when the most high, who was Yeshua in the flesh, ascended and sent down the Ruach. That's why. Okay. It is important to note that uh, where these things are and how to navigate and conduct ourselves in these areas at all times. Now, I want to, first of all, I want to say this. When I talk about the children of Israel in the second flock, and I, I continue to say this, and I will as long as I do this scriptural study. If you are listening to me, it is not by chance. You're seeking something. You are seeking something, and you are um, being led by the Ruach, okay, to come to the Most High, to listen to these. And even if you're not by chance, you're a hater in some way, and you're still gathering evidence or whatever, you're still going to hear the truth. Most High said the truth will be um, unveiled in the later time. So you're still going to hear truth. A lot of people are not going to like truth, but it just is what it is. This is a 6,000-year-old 6, manuscript, and I didn't write it. You didn't write it. The forefathers wrote it. The children of Israel's forefathers wrote it which was inspired by the most high, whether it was tampered, manipulated, whatever, the original scriptures was inspired 
by the Most High to the children of Israel and the second flock because the children of Israel were insubordinate. That's just what it is. So now I'm going to keep going. Now I want to discuss each area and I need for you to know what happened in each area. Spiritual Babylon, excuse me, Babylon, the land, Mizraim, the land, and the Tower of Babel. Um, the description of each land that I describe should seem to you either foreign or familiar, but in any case, know which land is which. Also know that each land was a land that was not assigned to the children of Israel as they traveled or have relatives uh, that settled. Well, actually, some of the relatives of um, Hashem did uh, a settle in some of those lands, but not, I already told you, um, Shem's line, a lot of them didn't listen back then. But a lot of them did listen. So I don't have statistical analysis of how many people listened and how many didn't. Nobody has that because it doesn't have it in any scriptures. But it does say some of them um, went and followed um, Shem. I mean, excuse me, Ham. It does say that. And I'm going to read it. Um, As they travel or their relatives that settled or was in bondage within those lands. So we know that these places were not the children of Shem's own land, okay? They were strangers and settlers in those lands. Now, when the children of Israel received the promised lands from the Most High, they were given specific instructions on how to go, excuse me, how to treat strangers, foreigners, aliens. You already know this because we're going through this now. Who came through their lands, the passers-by, and by me describing these lands to you, you'll notice the differences in the way the children of Israel treated people and how the rest of the world treats people. Meaning, now that I'm going through, um, I'm on the sixth book of the scriptures, which I just finished, which is um, Yeshua. The children of Israel, by the command of the Most High, Lord, Statue, Precepts, and Command, you treat everybody with respect. You make sure that they treat it humanely. You don't disrespect them. You don't kill them. You don't abuse them in any way. Vengeance is mine. This is what the Most High said to the children of Israel. So they never did that. They never abused people or whatever. And even when they couldn't get them out the land, they waited for the Most High to do it. And that was how it was. Think about um, the rest of the nations, how they conquer people and what they do to them. The atrocities that happen. That's what I mean. So... All of this information is in the Old Testament, and I need for you, everybody who's listening to me, to remember that the Old Testament is the children of Israel's history. Only the children of Israel's history, nobody else. How are we, as uh, the world, being fooled by the heathen, the great whore on the dragon, telling everybody that they should do this and they should do that when it's not their history book? It's a particular people's history book. And that's how they are controlling the masses. Does not the devil lie, steal, destroy, separate, give false doctrines, all that? Yes. You will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. So like I said, the Old Testament is the history of the children of Israel. Because there was a point in the Old Testament that the children were scattered because of noncompliance, insubordination, and stubbornness. 
And because of this, the Most High Yah has chosen these places and the people who resided in these lands to chastise the children of Israel. And they did so accordingly. The purpose of the curse of spiritual Babylon, Mizraim, which they call Egypt today, and Sodom and Gomorrah is to punish the children of Israel and for them not to forget it. Many of these lands were originally considered to be in the Mesopotamian region, the land of predominantly Hamite territory. Um, currently, they call the Middle East, North Africa, uh, some of the uh, Far East, um, which is Asia, follow the lands that were initially divided up between the three, the three brothers, Shem, Ham, and Japheth in the book of Yeshia. Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, we are still the... Um, I'm taking a water break. The progeny, everybody on this earth, everybody on this earth is still the progeny of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And why is that important? Because if you don't know who you are and where you fit in, you're going to be fooled by the devil. Today, I don't care how many people's mixed up, you can decipher who the children of Shem, Ham, and Japheth are just by the lands that they living in. Even though they changed and, and was uh, moving around and do all that, you can still see it. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, um, the three brothers, Ham, Shem, and Japheth in the book of Yeshia, which could be considered Africa today, those lands. But as I stated before, as people, countries, empire conquer, they change names, they carve up spaces, they take lands, they spread doctrines, etc. And this is clearly indicated within the scriptures and should be played, paid close attention to. Again, I will not make this lesson long. I will try not to anyway because um, that's not my intent, but I will make the lesson concise and precise enough for you to understand and want to search for yourself. This is why the platform is called the Cliff Note Sessions. Now, if you notice, those people who um, sign on every Sabbath and Wednesday, I always reference, or I, I pretty much reference a lot the book of Yeshia, which is important. It gives you more meat than um, the regular Bible. Um, within the Old Testament, it does name the book of Yeshia and a lot of other uh, books that people are not paying attention to. So how significant is the book of Yeshia? It's very significant to understand a lot of the information that's coming from it. Like I said before, it could be five people watching a situation happen and those five people will, um, if they needed to write it down, they will write down in their own words what happened. Does it mean it's a lie? No, it means they witnessed an event and they're going to tell it in their words. Children of Israel. Remember, they're the children of Israel. So 
I want to discuss in my own words what happened in Babylon. And then I'm going to read it. So um, first understand that during early times in the scriptures of the children of Israel, that Abraham's father, Terah, lived in Babylon and Nimrod was a king there. I'm going to explain to you who's who, who belongs to who. And he is from the line of Ham. Nimrod's from the line of Ham. Ham was his grandfather. Terah, Abraham's father, is from the line of Shem. And Terah was one of the members of Nimrod's court. Meaning, you know, when you have a king, you got all these people under you that's lords and all that, what they call into that. That's why you don't call the most high lord. Well, that's what he was. Um, and in, in the uh, uh, book of Yeshia, they call him princes. So um, Nimrod's court and, um, and all they knew, and everybody in that court knew the most high. Remember, they all descendants from Noah. So they knew who the most high was, but they worshiped devils. I already told you there was devils down here before the uh, beginning of man. And when man was here, the wicked spirits came. Understand that Terah came from the line of Shem and many of Shem's children were not abiding by the word of the most high. And uh, Shem's line was the lot of the most high. Okay. Um, Shem was the lot of the most high and um, Japheth and Ham were the brothers. Just like um, uh, Yaakov is the lot of the most high and the brother um, Esau wasn't. And it says that in the scriptures that the most high loved Yaakov and hated Esau. So just know, just because you are a brother or a relative to somebody does not mean that the Most High chose you. I just want you to know that. So everybody knew who the Most High was. Um, but the children of Shem wasn't abiding by the laws of the Most High at that time. Everything that comes out of my Most High's mouth is a law, statute, precept, or command. Know that. So when I'm saying that, even though you might say to yourself, oh, Moa, what, I mean, Moshe wasn't there to write down the laws. It don't, he don't have to be that. He doesn't have to because the most high is just and what he says is, and you better do what he says. So that, know that. So everybody knew the word of Yah, but um, Shem's line, not all of Shem's line was listening. So a lot of Shem's line was and a lot wasn't. So in that time, Nimrod was the strongest. Okay, now um, you go to the book of Yashir and reacquaint yourself with it and and learn why Nimrod became the strongest on earth. When Abraham was younger, he was residing with his father Terah, and the Most High came to him and told him that he was chosen to be the Most High's lot. And we know this from the Apocalypse of Abraham. I uploaded all these books onto the platform, so please go to them. And that Abraham would be the father of many nations, not all. Yah also told Abraham to leave his father's house and go to the land that Yah told him to go. And this was not for a woman. It's because Terah, who was Abraham's father, was worshiping devils along with the rest of the court that Nimrod was um, the king of. Okay? People got it all twisted and backwards. Because they worshiped devils in uh, Babylon, which was the Tower of Babylon, which was the court of uh, Nimrod, who is the uh, lineage of Ham. 
Go listen to the book of Jasper for that full information. Okay, so I say this to tell you who was in Babylon at the time because not all of Shem's line was in Babylon. Many of Shem's line resided in the land that Noah gave them. Now, at that time, it was a sin to steal land, but that is what they were doing at the time. <clears throat> and now, this was according to Noah from the Most High. So you see, um, they were all sinning since the beginning because Ham's line and Japheth's line was stealing land. This is in the book of um, Yeshia. And it didn't say that they stole land. It just says that they... Um, <clears throat> Just go to it and listen. I don't want to rear off the subject. Um, they were stealing land because they was always fighting over it, as well as some of Shem's line. Now, I already told you some of Shem's line wasn't listening, but many of Shem's line was. Okay. <clears throat> now, this is what went on in Babylon, the, um, where Nimrod was, and he built the Tower of Babylon. So um, Nimrod was, a, I'm going to give you a little synopsis and then I'll read this and then I'll read the scripture. <clears throat> Remember, Nimrod is in the, of the land of Ham. And Ham was one of the brothers of the three of Noah's kids, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, <clears throat> this is what went on in Babylon. Nimrod was a strong and powerful king and this is listed in the book of Jasa okay um since the beginning um who had a large following he was doing wicked things he knew about Yah <clears throat> excuse me and he also took the clothing of Adam and Eve that his um grandfather Ham gave him and used them to become a great um to become great in the whole land. So that's how powerful the clothing of Adam and Eve was. Um, and he used them to become great with their garments. And then he was the strongest ruler on earth. Now in today's times, people base their religions on him. They literally base religions on him. Today, the heathens base their religions on him. Now they don't go Nimrod. But these names and what happened in the scriptures, they based that and put that into their religion. Mainly in Egypt and even now, there are similarities that I will not go into because they are idolatrous. But if you go online, you'll be able to see it. But I don't advise it. To make the long story short, Nimrod stole clothing by his father. He was idolatrous, work, uh, he worshiped devils. He committed murder. Now, I want you to understand the things that he did. Remember, um, spiritual Babylon, spiritual Mizraim, and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah is based on the physical places of the people who was doing wickedness. That's what it is. When they say, oh, this is spiritual Sodom and spiritual, it's the actions of the people that was doing the same thing that the original places was doing. That's what it is. Okay. So he committed, he committed murder. He was bullying people. He was subduing lands. 
and he ruled with an iron fist, meaning if you didn't abide by his word, you would die. And it didn't matter who it was, really, it didn't matter. <clears throat> and this was before the law, the Most High's law came out. But remember, even if you don't have the law, people knew um, not to do the things, um, they knew not to do wicked things and they was doing them anyway. So if they was bold enough to do them, then they had to pay the consequences, which um, resulted in the flood initially. Nimrod disrespected the Most High, just like his grandfather disrespected Noah. This is why the curse happened to Ham. Ham's line, Canaan. Canaan was cursed because Ham um, transgressed against his father. Now, you, that's listed in the Bible and in the book of Yeshua. And Nimrod wanted to build a tower all the way up to the Most High, up to the heavens, to the Most High, to battle the Most High. Can you imagine? And when they built a large enough tower, the Most High rained fire and brimstone down on them and confounded the languages. Because it was only one language in the beginning. Um, and this is why the Tower of Babel was called Babel, which means confusion in Hebrew. Uh-huh. Babylon is the land of confusion. The original tower and the land itself. Get that. Understand that. And remember, what makes them spiritual Babylon, spiritual Sodom, and spiritual uh, Mizraim, which is Egypt? The things that the people that resided in those nations did. Their actions. Okay? People need to understand um, it is the lands that are, they're referring to. Uh, people need to understand that it's not the lands, even though it's a part of it, because you'll know, you know, the land itself, but it was the people that was doing it, okay? And um, this was the land of Ham, and those people were called Hamites. Now, in today's times, they mix and mingle with many other nations, and this is explained in the scriptures, in what they call the Bible, and um, um the book of Yeshia. So um, those people who didn't get it, go back and listen to everything. I already told you, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. The Ruach don't let you miss nothing. Nothing. Because everything is relevant and everything means something and it connects with something else. That's why I call them puzzle pieces because they connect with um, everything else. So that's one. Now I'm going to read to you what went on in Sodom, the original. I'm sorry, not Sodom. Uh, what went on in the Tower of Babel. All right. Now this is the book. I'm taking it from the book of Yeshia. Now the book of, I'm going to read something and then I'm going to proceed to the Tower. And it says this. <clears throat> some of the children of Shem, son of Noah, father of all the children of Eber, also went and built themselves cities in the places wherein they were scattered. And they called their cities after their names. Now, why did I say that? I could have read, I could read that whole um, chapter of uh, 10. It's the book of Yeshia, chapter 10, and tell you who all the children are that's walking this earth today. I could tell you, but I'm not going to do that because 
I'm going to explain that another time. I'm going to just explain Noah's sons and how they fit in this whole world. I'm going to explain that, but not today. Today is spiritual Sodom, Babylon, and Mizraim. So I'm going to read the book of Yeshia chapter nine, but I'm not going to read the whole chapter nine because I'm just going to give you some of the stuff that Nimrod was doing. Okay, so this is chapter nine, verse 20, and I'm not reading all of it. I'm just giving you the meat of it. Okay, so chapter nine of the book of Yeshia, verse 20. And King Nimrod reigned securely, and all the earth was under his control, and all the earth was of one tongue and words of union. Now, let me tell you what that means. Everybody spoke one language. That's it. The language that the Most High gave them. That's it. That's it. Because remember, the Most High said, well, in the beginning, um, everything that the Most High made was good. So the language was good and everything. Everything was good. The trees was good. The land was good. Everything until Adam gave his power away. And then it was whatever. Then people start sending and all that. And then it was the flood to wash away all that. Remember, that's the first prophecy. The flood is going to come. Well, we didn't know whether it was the flood or the, um, the fire. But since Noah was uh, contacted and getting, make an art, do this, getting an art, whatever. They was washed all the way. That was the first major prophecy about how children, um, the children of the earth was going to be destroyed. So when the water subsided and then Noah came out and was divvying up the land to his kids and then they started that nonsense up again because remember, wickedness never went nowhere. Remember, there um, in the book of Yeshia, we'll give you more information. When the angels had sex with the, the fallen angels had sex with the humans, their kids was as big as clouds. I already said this before. And every time they had more and more kids, they get smaller, but they was much more bigger than, uh, well, much more bigger, much larger than regular humans. So they was huge. Okay. And um, uh, the nation of Israel is not the only nation that wrote these documents. There are Babylonians that wrote this too. I already told you it could be five people watching the same event. They're going to tell you, um, they're going to tell you about the event in their own ways. Do I suggest that you go and start reading the Babylonian books? No, because they all worship devils. I already told you what I said, and that's that. And I already told you what it says in um, the Bible, Yahusha uh, chapter 24, when the Most High said, don't even mention the devil's names. Don't even mention the devil's names. Don't talk about them. Don't mention their names. Don't um, follow them. It says that in the book of Yeah, um, excuse me, I'm gonna say book of Yeshua. Says that in the Bible in the book of Yahusha, chapter 24. Did I not say everything connects? If you're not in the word of the most high, you're gonna forget all of that. If you're not listening and your ears ain't open and the, uh, the Ruach ain't teaching, you're gonna forget all that and you're gonna turn around and do what the most high said, don't do. That's why that he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying, you ain't gonna miss nothing. Nothing. Zero zip zilch goose egg you ain't gonna miss nothing so like i said back to uh, chapter nine and i'm gonna read it again and king nimrod reigned securely and all the earth was under his control and all the earth was of one tongue okay now i'm gonna go to 23 and all the families assembled consistent of about six hundred thousand men this is uh, nimrod 
You know what? Let me go to 21 and then I'll read. And all the princes of Nimrod and his great men took counsel together, foot, Mizraim, Cush, and Canaan with their families, does, does the Hamites. And they said to each other, come, let us build ourselves a city and in it a strong tower and its top reach in heaven. And we will make ourselves famed so that we may reign upon the whole world in order that the evil of our enemies may call, may cease from us, that we may reign mightily over them and that we may not become scattered over the earth on the account of their wars. Now, what did they say? They said they called other things evil, even though they was evil. Now, evil is going to call good or whatever it is that opposes them evil. So the sons of Ham, this is what they said. And they all went before the king, Nimrod, and they told the king these words and the king agreed with them in this affair. And he did so. So they moved forward to build the Tower of Babel in Babylon. It wasn't calling the Babylon at that time, but the Tower of Babylon was getting ready to be resurrected or, or erected, not resurrected, erected. And all the families assembled consisted of about 600,000 men. And they went to seek an extensive piece of ground to build the city and the tower. And they sought it in the whole earth. And they found none like one valley at the east of the land of Shinar, about two days walk. And they journeyed there and they dwelt there. So they left where they was and they went and got a particular piece of land. And then they started uh, making plans to build this tower. And they began to make bricks and burn fires and build the city and the tower that they had imagined to complete. And the building of the tower was unto them a transgression and a sin. And they began to build it. And while they were building against the most high, Yah, hold on, of heaven, they imagined in their hearts to war against the most high and to ascend into heaven. Say what now? This is the Ham. This is Ham's children doing this. And all the people and all the families divided themselves in three parts. The first said, we will ascend into heaven and fight against the most high. The second said, we will ascend into heaven and place our own idols there and serve them and the third part said we will ascend to heaven and smite the most high with bows and spears and the most high knew all their works and all their evil thoughts and he saw the city and the tower which they were building and when they were building they built themselves a great city babylon and a very high strong tower and on account of the height the mortar and the bricks did not reach the builders in their ascent to it until those who went up and completed a full year and each that they reached to the builders and gave them the mortar and the bricks. Thus was it done daily, meaning the tower was getting so high that people had to go up the tower with the stuff to make the bricks uh, at different parts of the tower to keep making it higher. And behold, these ascended and others descended the whole day. And if a brick should fall from the hands, from their hands and get broken, 
they would all weep over it. And if a man fell and died, none of them would look at him. Uh-huh. They would just keep on. You see how they didn't have no regard for life? This would, You got to think about what's being said. So now what's being said is they were all determined to um, build this tower and be wicked. So whatever happened to the people who was making the bricks, it didn't matter to them. They just was moving forward to try to get up to the ascend to the most high and kill him, quote unquote, according to them, kill him, fight the heaven's armies, uh, resurrect their own gods. Now, who said this in the beginning? Didn't the devil say this? Didn't the devil say that he going to put his throne um, against the most high? So what, is, what are these children saying? They saying the same thing, aren't they? Listen to what's being said. The actions of the people. Okay. And the Most High knew their thoughts. And it came to pass that when they were building, they cast arrows towards the heavens. They were shooting arrows up. And all the arrows fell upon them, filled with blood. And when they saw them, they said to each other, surely we have slain all those that are in heaven. You hear how dumb they are? I already told you criminals are dumb. It's always going to be a dumb criminal. Mm-hmm. They dumb. Because there's no way in the world you're going to shoot an arrow up there and hit the most high. Because the most high is not in heaven. That's number one. Uh, wickedness is in the heavens. Okay? The heavens of heavens that is not even in this dimension. That's where the children of, the, um, of um, those angels, that's where they are. Different dimension. That's where they are. In the heavens, which is the uh, firmament in the skies, that's wickedness. <laughs> and the most high is everywhere. So this is how stupid the criminals are. For this was from the most high in order to cause them to error. And that is wickedness. Error is a spirit. I already said that. Go to my platform. You'll understand when you start listening to the lessons. And in order to destroy them from off the face of the ground. And they built the tower and the city, the tower and the city. And they did this thing daily until many days and years were elapsed. And the Most High said to the 70 angels who stood a foremost, foremost, excuse me, before him, to those who were near to him saying, come, let us descend and confuse their languages, excuse me, confuse their tongues confuse their tongues, changing the languages, that one man should not understand the language of his neighbor. And they did so unto them. So the Most High said, well, go on down there and go change the language. So nobody ain't gonna know what the other one's saying. And that's exactly what went down. And from that following day, they forgot each man his neighbor's tongue. So right there, the angels went down there and confounded the languages. So Babel means confusion. The Most High sent the angels to confuse the languages. Everybody spoke one language. I already said that. You already heard what I said when I'm reading from these scriptures. So now that's how the languages got confounded, confused. Okay. The first language was good. Most High said he made everything. Everything was good until Adam did what he did. And they could not understand and speak in one tongue. And when the builder took from the hands of his neighbor, lime and stone, which he did not order, the builder would cast it away and throw it upon his neighbor that he would die. Dumb criminals. 
and they did so many days and they killed many of them in this manner. Now, that was 34. I read from, uh, it's chapter nine. I started at 20 to 34. What happened in Babel? They start listening to the devil. I already told you. Because what did the devil say? He going to put his throne up against the most highs. What did they say? They're going to put their, they're going to put their God up there against the most high. Uh-huh. They're going to fight with the most high. They're going to kill them. They're going to put their gods up there. That's what they said. What did the most high say to the angels? Go on down there, rain some fire on them, and, um, and uh, confound the languages so that they start destroying one another. Now, I could keep reading to um, chapter 10 and chapter 11, and that goes on and on. But I don't need to do that because I need you to understand exactly what happened. Okay? So that's what happened. So can you think of what's going on here? Can you think of what's going on now today? The thoughts and the actions of people in quote unquote, um, I would say first nations, powerful nations, because um, they call other nations that are not um, on a level quote unquote, developing nations or um, third world countries. Excuse you. Just because people don't think like you, people don't um, do things the way you do, does not mean they lesser or uh, less than. But this is what they're thinking. This is the same thing that happened in Nimrod's day. Nimrod thought he was better than everybody. He gathered the people all around, had all this influence because he was powerful because he stole the garments of Adam and Eve. And he became powerful. He was listening to the Most High at first. But then he didn't turn around and started showing his behind. And had all the rest of the people showing his behind by uh, showing they behind by strong arming them, meaning you better do what I say. Can you think of countries that do this? Can you think of um, countries that have governments that do this to other countries? This is what I'm trying to tell you. So we understand spiritual babble, the towel. Remember, they, they built up a land too. And this never stopped because we're going to go back to Babylon. We just read about Babel when Nimrod had it, the first men. And we're going to get back into that. But I need you to understand. And we're doing it in order. The Tower of Babel was first. I need you to understand what's been going on. I need you to understand what went on in the lands because you need to equate it with what is going on today the people's thoughts and actions. What did the Most High say? You will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. How do you know the tree that by the fruit that by? Bleh. How do you know the tree by its fruit? Because it's gonna bear fruit. It is doing things so that you can see it. You able to see these nations that strong are in other nations. You able to see their actions and what they do to people when they don't um, bow down to their word. You able to understand that. So now we're going to move forward to Sodom. Okay, we're going to move forward to Sodom. Now we just went to the spiritual Babylon. I mean, we just went to physical Babylon and I explained to you that uh, the thoughts and the actions of the people in Babylon who resurrected the first tower of Babylon in the land 
that they went to and had Babylon. I already told you they Hamites. So let's go to Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? Now, in terms of Sodom and Gomorrah, this is also in Genesis. That, that was in Genesis, what I read to you. So this is also in Genesis. This was um, when Abraham left his father and his mother and went to the land that the Most High told him to go, which was according to the scriptures. Lot, his nephew, went with him. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of information of why Lot went with him. I already told you Abraham was a child of promise. And the prophecy was that Abraham's was going to crush Nimrod. Now, when a prophecy comes, it's not going to, it's more like a, it's not going to give you every step-by-step step of what's going to happen. Um, um, Abraham's line did kill um, Nimrod. One of Abraham's progeny did kill Nimrod, which was the prophecy. But they thought Abraham himself was going to kill him. But no, one of Abraham's children killed Nimrod. Uh -huh. And I ain't going to tell you which one. Go to, um, go to um, the book of Yeshia and listen to it or read it. Okay. So Lot was one of um, Abraham's nephews, was one of his brother's sons. I, Abraham, which is Avram in the scriptures, Avram, and then Abraham, not Abraham with the B. But um, Avram was the youngest at his brothers. I think he had two brothers. Nobody never names females, so we don't know whether he has sisters or not, but they was, I believe, two or three brothers. So they left. They gave Abraham all kinds of stuff because they tried to kill Abraham because he was the promised child and um, Nimrod tried to kill him. But he couldn't. He threw him in the flame of fire and Yahshua came and got him out. Anyway, so when he left, they gave him all these riches and all this stuff. And he had some of the um, some of the uh, people of the court go with him along with his nephew. So while they was leaving, because the Most High said leave there because they worship devils. It wasn't because of Sarah. <laughs> it was because they worship devils. Um, he took Lot with him. Okay. Lot lived there and it was a significant place to note because the actions of the people um, and the happenings that was there. So um, Lot and, and Abraham lived in a particular place, but it wasn't enough for their flocks. I already told you when they let Abraham leave, they gave him all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff, so much so that him and Lot could not live in the same place. So Abraham said, okay, well, you're going to go and you're you going to live somewhere else and my stuff going to be right here because both our flocks, excuse me, both our flocks can't live here. They can't live here. Okay? Now, Sodom and Gomorrah were five providences. Let me just say this. When people teach you the Bible, religious people and all that, all they say is Sodom and Gomorrah. Name five things about Sodom and Gomorrah that you know. Are you able to name them? 
nevertheless, somebody who's teaching a Bible study, they probably don't even know five things about Sodom and Gomorrah. I say that to say, I already told you, religion is a social construct. It was made by the fourth kingdom to go around and subdue people. The plan for quote unquote religion is for people to be under their thumb. That's what religion is about. Even when Yahshua walked the earth, he said your religion and your tradition is going to, it ain't getting you to the place that you, your soul wants to go. So if you keep following this, and it's of the devil, if you keep following it, that's exactly where you're going. You're going to be destroyed. Because the Most High said, you are the temple. There ain't even no such thing as church. It wasn't in the Old Testament. It was assembly. All of this other stuff came about. This is what I'm trying to tell people. They're running with all of this stuff. And they don't know nothing about this book. Nothing. The people who are teaching them don't know nothing about the book. And how do I know that? Because the Most High told the children of Israel, I didn't show nobody else nothing except for y'all. Do the children of Israel have all the original books? No, not one. But what did the Most High tell them? I, you are the only ones who see my miracles. You're the only one I did something for. You, 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 you. But the children of Israel don't have these books. Proselytes got them. Heathens got them. And they making people bow down and they crushing people with these books. That's what they're doing. So back to what I was saying. Sodom and Gomorrah was five providences. It wasn't just a name of one city. And that's what these religions got y'all thinking. It was five providences, like five cities, five areas. That's how big it was. It was huge. And when I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah in great detail when I tell you about the three sons of Noah. Okay. I'm going to tell you about it, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. I'm just telling you about Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. Um, so Sodom and Gomorrah were five providences in the land of Abraham's nephew, Lot. So they was there before Lot got there, but Lot went to reside there. This is in the book of Genesis and in the book of Yeshia, which I'm going to read. Because Abraham and Lot had so much livestock, they couldn't reside together. So Abraham told him to go elsewhere, told Yacht, Yacht, Lot to go somewhere else to raise his flock. So Yacht, Lot, why am I saying Yacht? <laughs> Lot left and went to the land of Sodom and he resided there. And he knew exactly what's going on, what was going on there. But since they, uh, the, the people in the land didn't bother him at first, he didn't have a problem living there as a foreigner. Now I have a question. Exactly what transpired in the five providences of the land of Sodom and Gomorrah? The answer is there were five cities that were punished by the Most High according to the Torah. The kingdoms of Sodom and Gomorrah were allied with the cities of Adma, Zeboim, and Bella, known as Zoar. These five cities, also known as the cities of the plain, were situated on the Yarden River plain in the southern region of the land of Canaan, the land of the Hamites, according to the Torah. 
before I tell you what transpired, for the new people just joining us, you need to go and listen or read and meditate on the book of Yeshia in Genesis, and you will gain an in-depth knowledge of what transpired. This information is not available in the regular Bible now, and I, do, I didn't go into it a great deal in the cliff notes when I started doing Genesis because um, it's a cliff note. The point for these cliff notes is for you to go and research these scriptures for yourself and get edified from the most high. Now uh, to on to what I'm going to explain about um, what transpired. Hold on. Okay. Now I'm not reading the whole thing. But before I read it, I'm going to tell you what it was about. Well, I'll, I'll read. Let me finish reading this. Um, the land of Canaan, somewhere around the Dead Sea, according to the scriptures. So that's what, oh, wait, let me read it. In Genesis, this is in the book of um, the Bible, regular Bible. In Genesis 13, 12, they are mentioned as two of the five cities in the plain, which were named in Genesis 14, 2 as being towns of, I already read the towns, along with Sodom and Gomorrah, these five provinces were likely situated in the south of the land of Canaan. Mm-hmm. Just like just where um um the Tower of Babel was somewhere around the Dead Sea, according to the scriptures. Now, I'm gonna tell you what these uh cities consisted of. Remember, is what the people do in these cities and what they've done in history. Um and what they're doing today that relates to what they was doing yesterday. Okay. So we are on the book of Yeshua chapter 18 and I'm gonna read from 11 to 17. Listen to some of the things that they did. In those days, all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and the whole five cities were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Most High. And they provoked the Most High with their abominations. And they strengthened in aging abominably and scornfully before the Most High. And their wickedness and crimes were in the days great before the Most High. It means that um, in regular language, the Most High said that they sin in every way, every way you can imagine they were sinning. 12, and they had in their land a very extensive valley, about a half day's walk, and in it were the fountains of water and a great deal of herbage surrounding the water. 13, and all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, all of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, went there four times a year with their wives and children and all belonging to them. Mm, that means they went to this particular land with everybody and they rejoiced there with timbrels and dancing. 14, in the time of rejoicing, they would rise and lay hold of their neighbor's wives and some with the virgin daughters 
of their neighbors and they enjoyed them. And each man saw his wife and daughter in the hands of the neighbor and did not say a word. We're going to talk about this in one second. 15. And they did so from morning to night. What was they doing? Fornicating all day and all night. And they afterward turned home, each man to his house and each woman to her tent. So they always did four times a year. Four times a year they did this. Also, when a stranger came into their cities and brought goods, which he had purchased with a view to dispose of there, the people of these cities would assemble men, women, and children, young and old, and go to the man and take his stuff, his goods, by force, giving a little to each man until there was an end to all the goods of the owner, which he had brought into the land. I'm explaining this in a minute. And if the owner of the goods quarreled with them, saying, what is the work which you have done to me? Then they would approach him one by one and each would show him uh, show him the little which he took and taught him saying, I only took a little which you did give me. That's gaslighting. And when he heard this from all of them, he would arise and go and leave them in sorrow and bitterness of soul. And they would all arise and go after him and drive him out of the city with great noise and tumult. Now, that's just some of the stuff that they did. I'm gonna read the extent of what they did because there was a whole bunch of stuff. So as we see here, what I read from 11 to 17, you already know there was sexual immorality there. Everybody was having sex with everybody dog, cat, they brought all their possessions to this particular place and they was having sex for days from the beginning of the morning to night for days four times a year they was doing this all kinds of sex you could think of then they would abuse people who would come in their land and steal from them so and they would murder people I'm not reading the whole thing of what went on um, in Sodom and Gomorrah, this is why the Most High rained down on it, but it was so much wickedness. It was so much wickedness that the Most High said, uh-uh, I'm going to send these angels. And he went to Abraham and told Abraham to go get Lot out of there because I'm going to rain fire down on these heathens. Excuse me. So that's exactly what happened. So these cities were associated with sin in the form of sexual immorality, homosexuality, bestiality, pedophilia, rape, wives and husbands and daughters and sons, swaps, and any other sexual sin you could think of. Depravity, meaning keeping food and shelter from people who came to sojourn in their land and everything else that was needed to survive, live, and thrive in the region as well as psychological warfare, which is gaslighting. Mm -hmm. You heard that. And these are the, this, is the, this is the concepts and the constructs that we call it today. But back then it wasn't. People can't make that distinction or connection. I don't know why common sense ain't common. I already told you it's spiritual discernment. So that's why the most high is giving people spiritual power and ability to tell you exactly what this is, which I'm telling you. 
Praise y'all, hallelujah. So psychological warfare, which in one is um, gaslighting people. Oh, you don't see what you're saying. You don't see what you're saying. You don't see that I'm stealing stuff in front of your eyes. Can you remember when that happened in the United States? I don't know if people remember, but there used to be, when 45 was the president, it used to be a commercial when an apple would, they would show this apple, CNN would do it. It would show an apple and keep telling you it's a banana. That's gaslighting. That's exactly what happened in the book of Yeshia in Babylon. I mean, excuse me, in spiritual, in the physical Sodom and Gomorrah. So that's psychological warfare because it's playing with your psyche, telling you your eyes did not see what just happened. So psychological warfare, this went on with people who passed through the region or guests or settlers that they would do this to make sure that these um, people would get robbed. Um, and then after they get robbed, they'll kill them in the street and everybody walk over them and doing all kinds of stuff to them. It was also egoism. Um, this is an ethical theory that treats self-interest as the foundation of morality. Meaning they selfish, egomaniacs, misogynists. That's what they were. And all out decadent fleshly behavior. Overeating, overdoing things financially, getting the biggest houses, stealing from people on a big uh, level, uh, going on these huge trips, the whole five uh, providences. Anything that will fulfill the lust of the flesh, they did. And for that, they had to suffer the wrath of the Most High. Now I ask you, does this sound familiar to you? Can you think of people doing these acts today and where they located? The action of the people who are performing these acts is the behavior familiar in today's times. Okay? Now, what did the Most High do to these regions? Now, you can look this up in the Bible or the book of Yeshia and know that he destroyed them with fire and brimstone, which you can still find in that region today. So, there are um, first nations, they call them, or powerful nations or whatever they call them today. Because these... these um, powerful nations and you already know who these nations are the ones that bully everybody these nations call everybody else nothing they'll call him blank hole countries they'll call them um all kinds of by words they call them all kinds of that. these nations that um are not as strong or do things differently than the um these powerful nations yeah, there's powerful nations. Think about NATO. Think about um, United States. Think about Europe. These are the powerful nations. This is what I'm talking about. What are the people doing there? They're egomaniacs. They're misogynists trying to tell women what to do with their body. They do use psychological warfare. They'll use warfare, period, the art of war in every way. I don't know if you ever heard that book, The Art of War, but maybe you should read it because everything is a weapon to a heathen. Okay, so now you know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, the physical Sodom and Gomorrah. But if you want to know the intricacies of what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, because there's more things. It was so wicked. Even their government was wicked. Their whole government was wicked. That's why the Most High said, go get Lot out of there. 
because I'm getting ready to rain down on them. And he sent two angels. And guess what the people wanted to do? They wanted to have sex with the angels. Lot said, don't do that. Let me give you my daughters. They was like, we don't want your daughters. We want these men. What? Please. Now, who says um, homosexuality is you can love whoever you love and all? That's the devil stuff. And I ain't going to go into that, but it says it all in weaved in and out of that Bible. Now, who are you going to fight? You going to fight the most high? You going to get mad at me for saying it? Because I didn't write it. I'm not 6,000 years old. I'm reading exactly what it says in that scripture. Okay, so that's Sodom and Gomorrah. Think about where Sodom and Gomorrah is everywhere. That's where it is. It's everywhere. Just like um, the Tower of Babel, the things that the people was doing there with Nimrod wanting to crush people and telling them what to do and they was following suit. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh-huh. Okay, so the most high confound the languages. Now, I'm on Mizraim, and that's a Hebrew word, Mizraim. So, let's move on to Mizraim. All right. So, like I said, I'm not going to go into 100% what they did. Please, all this I'm explaining to you is in the book of Genesis. And when all hell's breaking loose with Mizraim, that's in the book of Exodus. So Genesis and Exodus in the book of Yashir, listen to it. I already uploaded it. Now, we're getting ready to get into it. I didn't even read the second Babylon yet, but now we're on Mizraim. And we're going through, we're going in order. So Mizraim means bondage. You already know what it means. You already understand what it means. It says that in the, in the Bible and the book of Yashir. I suggest you acquaint yourself more with the book of Yashia than the Bible. Well, since you already only knew the Bible, a lot, of, a lot of you never even heard of the book of Yashia, which they call Jasa. You never heard of it. Acquaint yourself with the book of Yashia. This way you will have more information about what went on in the Bible, the intricacies, the nuances, everything. Acquaint yourself with the book of Yashia so that you will know exactly what's going on and understand more of uh, what they was talking about in the Bible. So now I'm going to talk about Egypt, which is Mizraim. Mizraim is the Hebrew word. Egypt is a regular English and Latin word. First, fourth kingdom. Okay. Egypt is, um, is an amazement to many people as today they are digging up more and more graves and bodies which is a sin to touch a dead body according to the children of Israel according to the Old Testament is a sin they meaning the pagans are digging them up dragging them out for all the world to see stealing and seizing their gold silver and whatever other valuables remember they was the first um they was the first reigning nation the first superpower they were okay it was the first superpower this is in the book of yashir and um the book of the bible so the heathens today is digging up they everything they desecrating it they being um um foul 
meaning um, when you touch a dead body, according to law, statutes, precepts, and commands, you become unclean. So they are making themselves unclean to get their gold and stuff. The greed of it all. So they're digging them up and dragging them out for the world to see, stealing and ceasing their gold and silver and whatever other valuable thing, um, things they had. These same pagans have lied about them told false stories about the history of Egypt, which is Mizraim, as far as the language and the people not being melanated because they were melanated. People are lying and saying they wasn't, even though there wasn't no way around that region, which you could clearly see on the walls. There's also scratched out false added things written on the walls by pagans that came later on lying and saying that they were also in the region at that time, but they wasn't. First, I want to say that the people of Egypt spoke a different language, but Egypt's royalty knew and spoke many languages because it was their job to be educated in various languages and to rule and be democratic with other nations. And this is in the book of Yeshua. It ain't in the book of the Bible. Now, the children of Israel went there initially because the 11 brothers disrespected their father, Yo I mean, their brother Yosef, which is the 11th brother, and Yahuda sold him off to actually keep him from getting killed by several other of the brothers that hated him and wanted to kill him. There was also a prophetic dream from Yosef um, in regards to him uh, ruling, which came much later. But later when Yosef's prophecy came true, he did come, he become, excuse me, he did become one of the most powerful rulers under the Pharaoh. And they were all invited to come and live there until the Pharaoh that loved Yosef died and his son after him ruled, but then he died. And then the grandson became wicked and put the children of Israel in bondage. Okay. And in the book of Yeshia, it says only 11 of the 12 tribes went into bondage. The Levites never went into bondage. Do they teach you that in the scriptures? I mean, do they teach you that in the Bible or do they teach you that in Sunday school or in church? You probably don't even know that there was 12 lines. You better get out of her, come out of her, my children. The most I said, come out the world. I already told you religion is a construct of the world for control. Uh -huh. So you can keep your Jesus, but Yahshua is not playing. Which Jesus is a Latin word, meaning earth pig. Anyway, and there it started. Now, um, you should already have an understanding of what transpired in Egypt. If you're new, go and listen to all of the cliff notes, as well as the regular Bible and the book of Yeshua because you'll get a full understanding from there, okay? The children of Israel was in bondage approximately 400 years, give or take. And while there, many things were happening, idolatry from all parts, Egypt and Israel, worshiping various devils, the ones in the, in the Testament of Solomon, which were uh, there since the beginning, murder, lust, hatred, separation, because the Egyptians and Israel were the same color. This is why throughout the scriptures, the children kept running into Egypt because you could not tell who was who. 
outsiders couldn't tell. But they all knew the people who lived um, in it and the people who ran there who um, worshipped who. Okay, and that's how they could tell. Uh, I'm going to say this too. When you're in Africa, now the heathens then carved up Africa. And if you notice, no other um, continent is carved up and more raped and more desecrated than um, Africa. In one country, one African nation would know um, the difference between another African nation. But somebody that never um, been there or is not in a line, not in a lineage, don't know their history and nothing, would rely on their eyes and lie and say they all the same. And they're not. They're not the same. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of Yasharel there too. It says that in the scriptures. But because everybody was the same color, there wasn't no, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to say the social construct, white and black. Wasn't no white people. There was none. None, 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 zero, 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 zero. There was none. And anybody with a piece of brain with two working synapses would understand that. But the world is being ruled by devils. So naturally, the people who's listening to this going to keep listening to the devils. It is what it is. So back to what I was saying. They broke all of the laws that Moses was told. They broke all the laws, the Egyptians. So the Moses, um, let me start again. All of the children that lived back then, Egyptians, um, children of Israel, all that, they was all the same color. Okay. Throughout the scriptures, when they keep running back and forth into Egypt, and there was a point that the most I said, don't keep going back in there because you keep adopting their heathen um, traditions. Don't keep going there. Because remember, Egypt was a superpower. It was the first superpower and it was grand. When I say grand, it was grand. And you'll easily get influenced by the grandeur. Does that sound familiar? The land of milk and honey? Does that sound familiar to us today? Everybody wanna come to the United States and make a life? It sounds the same. That's what I was saying. So the children, when they was there, they wasn't listening to the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. And it wasn't made then. But the children knew better since the beginning. This is why the Most High uh, made Moses um, gather up all the people and leave. Okay? And, and from there, the Most High established on text the 613 laws that was given to the Levites to tell everybody and the Ten Commandments um, given to Moses to give everybody. Now, Moses and uh, the Levites, they the same tribe. Okay? So the Most High's laws, statutes, precepts, and commands must be adhered to, was given to the rest of Yasharel from the tribe of Levi, which was Moses was, uh, you know, a member of. Let me get my water. Mm. Oof, I need some water. So they broke a lot of the Most High's laws following behind the Egyptians. They adopted the Egyptians' ways, being in their land, and they were miserable. Although they was powerful, the children of Israel was powerful, they was miserable because they kept following the Egyptians, but the Egyptians hated them. They forgotten the ways of their forefathers. Some of them even got puffed 
up. And those of them uh, that got puffed up died because they didn't listen to the Most High. There was lines of Yahoo, I mean, excuse me, there was lines of uh, the children of Israel that turned around and was like, man, we ain't staying here. We getting out of here. And they went on and the Most High killed them because the Most High said, stay there. I'm going to bring you out. And what did they do? They got up on their high horse and left. And what did the Most High do? Allowed those heathen nations to destroy them. And that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. When the children of the um, Most High don't listen, they get it. The most important thing to remember about Mizraim, a.k.a. AKA Egypt, is that they were the world's superpower back then. Hamites, they had the control over the influence and the surrounding lands as a superpower, the First Nation. Mm -hmm. They were Hamites, people. They were Hamites. Now, today, people don't believe all those people over there as Hamites. They all mixed in with Japhethites. That's why they look the way they look. The Hamites and the Japhethites are mixed up. And they got a nerve to talk about other people. Child, we're not going to go into that. But anyway, <laughs> okay? And the children went into slavery there for approximately 400 years, and the Egyptians killed them. They listened to what I'm getting ready to say to you. They killed the men. They plotted and schemed to kill the men because you need to listen to the similarities that's going on today. They killed the male children of the children of Israel. They were targeting them. They killed the male children, made it with the women, having the children of Israel as servants, bondsmen, bondswomen, slaves, treating them like they were less than them, vil uh, vilifying them, victimizing them, marginalizing them. Does that sound familiar today? Where is that? There were so many plans for various ways of killing the children of Israel by using the method of war. Okay? They made them build infrastructure. Does that sound familiar? They declared war on the children of Israel in every way. Hold on. Food, clothing, shelter, doctrines, full doctrines, slaughter in various ways, putting them in jail for years for nothing. Taking food and livelihood away from them, jobs, psychological bondage, I already told you, gaslighting and all that, etc. Ignoring the fact that they was being um, abused. This is the way they treated the children of Israel. Now I ask you, does that sound familiar? The Most High told the children that they were going away again to spiritual Egypt this time in chips. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So who's the children of Israel? I'm sorry. Who are they? Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And the Most High shall bring you into Egypt again. Mizraim meaning bondage. In ships, by the way thereof, I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. That means they ain't going to see their land no more. And there you shall be sold to your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Who's the children of Israel? I'm sorry. 
I'm gonna need you for homework just for yourself. Go do history on all the people that went enslaved for hundreds of years. You'll only find one. You'll only find one group of people. Those are the children of Israel. You'll just find one, only one. I don't care who it is because nobody's putting nobody in bondage for free labor. You know what they do when one nation um, conquers another? They kill all the aggressive ones that fight for their nation and they take their women and then they mix into them and then they they mix with them so much that there's, the nation's not there anymore. But they didn't do that to the children of Israel. They still fighting the children of Israel and why? Because the Most High said, you're not going to get rid of my people. And I'm going to show you that I am their Elohim. This is why. Oh, they doing all kinds of stuff to the children of Israel, honey. But they ain't going to wipe them out. And just think about it. Just think about it. Because the Most High said that the children of Israel wasn't the biggest. The children of Israel wasn't the baddest. The children of Israel wasn't the largest nation. But they his nation. This is why you can't um, get rid of them. <laughs> Now think about where this is happening. Think about it. Now I'm going to keep reading. In order for a group of people to go somewhere again, they would have to have initially been there, right? So according to quote unquote black history, these people went into slavery in the United States and other countries around the world for 400 years, give or take. Who's the children of Israel guys? What other nation anywhere has ever gone into bondage, captivity, slavery, aside from the children of Israel? This correlates in the scriptures. There is only one people who has gone into captivity. Check the history for yourself. And then check the Bible and see who the children, the blood running through their vain covenant, the children of Israel are. Just see. And who the... Um, the um, proselytes are religion versus bloodline. I did that lesson. Go listen to it. Religion versus bloodline. Can I do it? I'm sure I did. Remember in the beginning, everyone was melanated. Everyone. Everyone. Even quote unquote white um, um, scientists <laughs> will say it. Everybody. Everybody knows that. And for those people who do their own lineage through the DNA and all that. First of all, that's a social construct too. Whoever makes these things up, they get to manipulate and do whatever. The truth will be revealed. The Most High said it. He will. He will reveal the truth. Whether you receive it, ignore it, reject it, it's going to be on you because the Most High is moving forward and the truth is the Ruach. So who's getting rid of the Ruach? Nobody. And he's going to be revealing the truth. It is what it is. A lot of people ain't going to be able to receive it. A lot of people is going to reject it. They're going to hate it. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. Chad, I already told you, the devil does not want you to know or want you to even say that he's going to be destroyed. Uh-huh. There's scriptures about it. Anyway, remember in the beginning, everyone was melanated. Aside from the angels who also had children, uh-huh, there were also albinos. Someone void of melanin. That's what an albino is. But if they were supposed to be melanated in the line of people melanated and did not have the protective melanin, then their children would still be melanated. So they'll be the albino, but their children will still be what they're supposed to be. 
There are other species of humanoid beings. What did I tell you? The most I said in the last days, all will be revealed. There are humanoid species. There's a such thing in the blood, honey. Everything, the blood is telling everything it needs to be telling. So there are species of melanate, I mean, excuse me, there are species of humanoid beings. There are. <laughs> and they're not in people of color. Uh -huh. And they are being discovered every day. Didn't the most high state that he will be uncovering the truth in the later days? He would be uncovering the truth. Luke 12 and 2, the King James Version. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Okay? Also note that in the scriptures, and this is in Daniel, that Egypt mixed and mingled with the fourth kingdom. Who's the fourth kingdom? A European kingdom. Who's the um? Who was Egypt at that time, way back then? Camites. Are they not mingled? This is in the scriptures. People ain't catching it and they ignoring it or whatever they're doing. Uh, I'm not making this up. It's in the scriptures. Okay? And this is the book of Daniel. This is why the book and this is why they look the way they, they do today and why the fourth kingdom has adopted their doctrines. Uh-huh. Egyptian doctrines are adopted from the fourth kingdom. If you don't believe that, turn a United States dollar to the back. Look at all the symbols from Egypt and Europe. Oh, you're not going to play with me. Okay which they were practicing, they actually practicing it today. This is why it's on their money. They worship the God of money and their God they trust, that piece of dollar. If you don't believe me, look at the back of the dollar bill. I already told you the great symbolism, $1 equal the first rulers. Who's the first rulers? The all CNI of Horus, the, um, the um, pyramids, the eagle. You know, child stop. Anyway, so I already gave you a, a hint and a half of the Tower of Babel, Sodom and Gomorrah, and Mizraim, meaning bondage. It meant the word is Mizraim is bondage for the children of Israel because that's what the Most High said. I'm going to put you in bondage. So they just made up this word this year. I mean, not this year, I'm sorry. They just made up this word from, I guess, another nation or wherever. But in Hebrew, it's Mizraim, which means bondage. But everybody had their own little names. I don't know where Egypt came from. I don't know. Maybe the Egyptians, maybe the Hamites, who knows. But they call it Egypt. And Egypt is mixed. Look at them. Look at them. They're not dark like they was in the beginning. They even know the Hamites, the Syrians and, and all of those people that's fighting with those Jews over there. They know they Hamites. They all know, but they all mixed with the fourth kingdom. All right, now we're on the second Babylon. Now there is so much to unpack here that I am not going to unpack it. Again, this is a lesson to get you to see for yourself um these books and understand what's happening now in regards to what happened back then so we're gonna get on the second babylon now remember 
This is all the land of the Hamites, the land of the Hamites. Now, um, at this time, this is in the book of Daniel I'm talking about. At this time, everybody was, uh, well, the outside lands, not the children of Israel. The outside lands was mixing and mingling. Outside lands. Now, um, Babylon, because according to um, Daniel's dream, it was four nations, four um, powerful nations, world rulers that uh, conquered the children of Israel. However, there were smaller kingdoms that also um, dismantled, I want to say, the children of Israel, because at one point when we go into the scriptures, uh, uh, the children of Israel are going to be split. And then it's going to go downhill from there. But there's different little nations that's going to take over. They'll go into captivity for 18 years or four years or six years or something like that. But the longest time is from those four major nations that's in Daniel's dream. Like I said, there was little other nations that was conquering them too, but it was nothing like the four major nations, okay? Um, the Persians, the Medes, the Greeks, and the Romans. Those are the four nations. And it's in that order. The Persians, the Medes, or the Medes and the Persians, Medes first, Persians, the um, Greeks and the Romans. The last kingdom was the Romans, Europe. Okay, so it was the darker nations first, the two darker nations, and then it was the lighter nations that conquered the children of Israel. And that's what happened in a nutshell. But anyway, I may explain second Babylon. Now I'm gonna read a little bit of what was going on in Daniel, but I only read it just to let you know what kind of king and kingdom it was. That's it. In order for you to really understand it and learn it, you should go to the book of Yeshia and read it for yourself. Um, and the Bible. I uploaded the Bible. I uploaded the book of Yeshia. Meditate on them. Read on. Read them. If you have a Bible, you can go into Daniel. But read them and understand what's happening. And um, the point of this lesson is to tell you where the spiritual places are. And they're everywhere. Because the actions of the people that happened back then is the actions of the people that's doing it now. This is why the Most High said he's going to destroy the world. Now, let me go to the second Babylon. Remember, these lands were the lands of the Hamites. And they were mixed and mingled at this time. Not the ones that's in pure Africa. Okay. I'm talking about in these, what they call in the Middle East and all that stuff. It was, it was all Mesopotamia, Africa. Okay. All right. So the land of the Hamites, that's what it was. Um, and later on, as time went on, the children of Israel continued to be hard-headed and stiff-necked and not listen and adhere to the Most High's law, statutes, precepts, and commands. They went into bondage many times, but in Babylon they went, as well as Mizraim. So the Babylonian empire is listed in the book of Daniel, as well as mentioned in various parts of other scriptures throughout the, um, the Bible. And with the prophets, Ezra, Jeremiah, Barak, etc. It states that it is the head of gold in Daniel, Daniel's prophetic dream, 
what went on during the children of Israel's bondage slash slavery, they were made to serve idols or die, mix and mingle with the Hamites, be their forever slaves, being less than, being vilified, same thing that was going on, marginalized. Um, and this time, they was doing it to everybody, not just the children of Israel. See, in uh, Mizraim, they only did it to the children of Israel. But in Babylon, they was tearing down many nations. It was a world conqueror. So they was, there was different people that were speaking different languages. Not only the children of Israel, they just happened to be one of the casualties. So, um, they were made to serve idols or die, mix and mingle, uh, speak Babylonian. Uh, their names was changed. Yeah, and the plan was for them to be um, indoctrinated and um, adopt their ways. They ate things that were abominable, which means they wasn't supposed to eat. It was not consecrated or anything by the most high. Think about that today. Um, these things were served to devils and then people ate them. Remember the most high, I don't want you to make it so filthy with that. A lot of the children were killed, especially those uh, related to the kingly line. And for any reason, lies, um, for any reason they could be killed, okay? Um, they were sitting ducks to be pounced on and abused by the Babylonians. By being sacrificed, they lived poor. They were made um, not to worship the creator. If you worship anybody but their gods, they will kill you right on the spot. And that's exactly what they try to do to Daniel twice. They spoke different languages and was not understood by the children of the Most High. The Babylonians believed in magic, astrology, and all these abominations that the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands said don't. And every other doctrine. Can you can you think of any other nation that's doing that now? Everybody following their own whatever. Oh, it's all right. It's all good. Believe what you want to. Do as thou will. Uh-huh. That's all around today. Okay. All this stuff started at Daniel uh, chapter one. The king Nebuchadnezzar um, was at the time the most powerful king around. He's the head of gold. And he continued to have dreams because they were from the most high. Also know that the people were melanated. They were melanated. I already told you they was Hamites and mixed. There are statues now of them that show the melanated features of the Babylonians with their thick beards and their strong features, which are never questioned. Now, if you look at them, their hair is not thin and, thin and stringy like Europeans. It's not loose curls like the fourth kingdom has. This is easily recognizable, but people don't even take the time to pay attention. Another important point to remember about Babylon is that the conquerors would spread their doctrines and take their captives and change their names. Uh-huh. Who changed the children of Israel's names when they was um, brought all over uh, the four uh, corners of the globe? Who, who changed the children of Israel's names? Uh-huh. Okay into um, the prince of the eunuchs gave names 
Oh, this is um, Daniel 1 and 7. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave, gave names. This is the prince of the eunuchs of the Babylonians when the uh, children of Israel was conquered. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar. Oh, I couldn't even get that out. And to Hananiah, see, you see the name? Daniel, that's, that's the, most, the, the child of the most high. Hananiah, that's the child of the no, uh, most high. So they gave Daniel Belteshazzar, and they gave Hananiah Shadrach, and they gave Mishael Meshach, and Azariah Abednego. Do you notice they just calling them um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and not calling them by their regular names today, even in the churches, they doing that? You see how the heathens still spread their doctrines? Child, stop. This was to make sure that the captives no longer had a connection to their own roots, their language, their traditions, their beliefs, and their other ways of life, their ways. This is why the heathens changed their names. Can you think of where the children of Israel was brought in ships again and how they, um, their names got changed? The children of Israel is the only ones who never changed their names. Everybody else who comes to the United States voluntarily changed their own name. You're going to stop playing with the most high. There is a, a current prophecy that says that the Most High said that he would destroy each of these lands for what they have done to his children. This is written in a 6,000-year-old manuscript. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I'm going to say this. Now we're going to read some things out of uh, the book of Daniel. And I ain't going all into it, but I'm giving you an idea of what is going on. In the third, yeah, I'm in the... Um, the um, Amplified Bible. This is Daniel 1 and 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Yehuda, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. What did he do? He conquered it. The Most High gave Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim king of Yehuda, unto his hand. Did you hear that? The Most High allowed the Babylonians to take Yehuda because they didn't listen, along with some of the articles of the house of the Most High, and he brought them into the land of Shinar to the house of his God and brought the articles into the treasury of his God. So what did um, Nebuchadnezzar do? Take the, uh, the um, consecrated items and brought it to his idols in his land. And the Babylonian king told uh, Ashpenaz, the chief of the officials to bring in some of the sons of Israel, according, excuse me, including some of the royal family from the nobles, young men without blemish. That means beautiful looking ones, the best ones. That's what they wanted. Adopt them into our um, nation. So we could say, all oh, our nation is beautiful. <laughs> That's what he said. And the handsome in appearance, skillful in all wisdom, endowed with intelligence uh -huh, the children of Israel wasn't dumb they just spoke another language see the heathens and the heathen history how is it oh they didn't know nothing uh, and discernment and discernment discernment is spiritual and quick to understand 
competent to stand in the presence of the king and able to serve in the king's palace. He also ordered Ashpenaz to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldean. You see how he didn't want, uh, you see how the heathen didn't want the children of Israel to know their own stuff? Oh no, you ain't gonna speak your own language no more. You gonna speak this language right here. And if you don't, I'm gonna beat the holy hell out of you. Uh-huh, that's what happened later on when they were transported all over, just saying. The king assigned a daily ration for them from the finest food that was given to idols and from the wine that he drank. They were to be educated and nourished in this way for three years so that at the end of that time, they were prepared to enter the king's service. Among them was the sons of Yahuda were Daniel, Hananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah. And the commander of the officials gave them Babylonian names. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference between back then and when the children of Israel were sent all over the world again in ships. They beat the hell out of them and told them, you're going to know this name. Here in the scriptures, they just said, you're going to be given new names. That's the difference. Daniel's name was Belteshazzar. Hananiah's name was Shadrach. Mishael's name was Meshach. And Azariah's name was Abednego. Now, today in the, in the churches, they just call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So are they not rocking with the Babylonians? Why are they calling them by the Babylonian names when their names is heavenly names by the most high? You see how stupid and wicked the churches are? Like you hear these people, oh no, not my God, not my Jesus. You're just as dumb. Just dumb. Eyes closed, ears closed. Just as dumb as the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give you that little piece just to let you know. And I'm going to tell you something else, too, because I'm not going to keep reading the book of Daniel. That's the point of you going to do it. When they didn't do what um, Nebuchadnezzar told them to do, even the wicked court of his, because those priests that was in the court, they didn't like Daniel or Azariah, Hananiah. They didn't like none of them. They lied and said that they was breaking the law so that they could be thrown in the furnace and fed to lions. Was that not what was happening in um, Rome? Is that not the fourth kingdom adoption? They lied on these children of the most high and tried to kill them twice and tried to make them eat food that was sacrificed to devils. And they said, they ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Now you don't see nobody here. Even the children of Israel, they got bowls like that here. But that's all right, because the most high said, I'm going to take care of all that because vengeance is mine. But back then, Daniel and them, they was like, I don't care what you do to us. We ain't doing it. Now, I want you to understand, certain children in the United States is opening their eyes and what's happening to them. They being thrown in the quote unquote um, fire. I would say that. Okay, not physically, but metaphorically. They being thrown in the fire. Okay, they being destroyed financially. If they follow in the world, 
they are being destroyed just for saying that they're the children of Israel, which they really don't need to say it because the history in the book tells you exactly who they are. But since their eyes is closed and they never listen and their ears is closed, the most high is letting all this stuff happen. This is why I say turn from your wicked ways, children of Israel. When you wake up, don't say you woke. You don't need to say you woke. You already know. You the children. Most high already picked you before the foundation of the world. You was in his foreknowledge, all that. The, the rest of the um, world don't need to know. They don't need to know. They don't need to know. Because carnal knowledge puffs up. And as long as you keep running around, talk about I am who I am. The children, when they was uh, brought all over the four corners of the globe, they knew who they was, yet they were still slaves. Okay, so you now I read the first and the second Babylons, Mizraim and Sodom and Gomorrah. Ask yourself, where are these actions happening? Everywhere. So when the Most High said he's going to destroy those places, that means he's going to destroy this world because all the stuff that happened back then is happening now in every place, everywhere. Everywhere is happening. You better turn on that TV and social media. Now I'm going to read some scriptures and then we're going to wrap up. I know this was long. I know it was. But I need you to understand some things. This is why a lot of times I don't want to get into some real deep stuff because it goes into hours. Because I got to pull up scriptures and show you and all of that. Okay? So... This I'm going to be going into some real deep stuff. I'm going to go into some really deep stuff, but it's not going to be all the time because it's going to be hours. And I'm still healing. I already told you. I got to keep my water right next to my hand. All right. How important is it to hear what the Most High says. We're going to read some scriptures and then I'm going to wrap it up. It's important to hear what the Most High says. In the latter days, people's eyes are going to be closed and their ears are going to be uh, waxed shut because they like wickedness. So how important is it? Oh, it's hella important. There's so many scriptures that I, ha that I have in regards to um, how important it is to hear what the Most High said, but I'm only going to do a little bit since I kept rattling on about the spiritual Babylon, spiritual Egypt, and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah, which is everywhere. Revelation 2 and 11 says, and I'm reading from the ESV, which is the um, English Standard Version Bible. Why am I reading for so many Bibles? Because when I get, uh, I want you to um, understand the regular language. If it's important and it, it's different from the King, Jer uh, from the King James and the Sifa, I will read them because they're more important than the regular ones. Because remember, every time they decipher something, it turns into a different word. I'm trying to make a point. So that's why I'm reading regular um, English standard version um, with these um, scriptures. Revelation 2 and 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach says to the assembly. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Okay. Revelation 2 and 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach says to the assembly. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. 
Why did the Most High say he's going to change the name? Because you already have a wicked name. Just like he changed Abraham's name and he changed Yaakov's name. Uh-huh. When he deals with you, he changed your name because you a new creature. Mark 4, 23 through 25. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Yeshua, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you see, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Stop playing. Matthew 13 and 15. For these people's heart has grown dull and with their ears, they, have they can barely hear. And with their eyes, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I will heal them. That's basically saying turn away from your wicked ways and then I'll open your ears and, um, and um, unplug your ears and open your eyes. Huh. You got to seek me first, people. Okay. Now, I'm going to read a verse um, about destroying the body because most I said, don't worry about the ones who's destroying the body because right now on earth, they're killing the children of Israel left and right. They've been doing it for years, for thousands of years. They've been doing it, but not listening. Notice they never wiped them out though. They're the smallest nation. They, they never wiped them out. Go figure. Anyway, Matthew 10 and 28 says, do not fear those who could kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Remember, this is the ESV. Rather fear them who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. So the most I said, don't worry about it. Those children of Israel that keep losing their kids left and right and all that, I know it's the saddest thing. It's hard. It's all of that. But there's a reason for it, number one. Number two, the most high said, don't worry about it because Yeshua said that you would sleep, even in the New Testament, when they were saying, oh, this child died or oh, Lazarus died or somebody died before the most high resurrected them. Uh -huh. And the most high said, who is Yeshua in the, uh, in the flesh? He sleep. They like, huh? He sleep. And just, just before uh, Yeshua bring him right on back. So the most high is the one who can bring life. Remember, he's the way, the truth, and life. He's life. He said he's the resurrection. He said he's the resurrection. Nobody else can say that. Okay? And I'm going to read this. 2 Peter 3 and 9. The most high is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that you should perish, but that you should reach repentance. That's what the most high say and turn from your wicked ways, okay? Turn from them wicked ways and repent. Now, I'm gonna read this, this last one, and then I'm gonna wrap it up. I am referring to the children of Israel There's some scriptures that's vengeance is mine, I will repay. Most high said vengeance is his. Romans 12 and 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of the most high, for it is, writ for it is written, 
Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Most High. Deuteronomy 32 and 35, vengeance is mine and recompense for the time when their foot shall slip, for the day of their calamity is at hand and their doom comes swiftly. Children of Israel, you need to remember this. Hebrews 10 and 30, for we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the most high will judge his people. Leviticus 19 and 18. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, children of Israel. Nevertheless, you just keep going on doing all kinds of stuff to your own people, though. Being idiotic. I'm going to read it again. Leviticus 19 and 18. You should not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself, for I am the Elohim. The Most High said, love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Your brother. Are you your brother's keeper? Yes. Meanwhile, you keep shooting them, doing all kinds of... You're doing too much, children of Israel. This is why everybody else is pouncing on you, because you're not listening. The last one into Avengers uh, is mine. Psalms 94 and 1. O Yahuwah, Elohim of vengeance, and Elohim of vengeance shine forth. Chaff. Proverbs 20 and 22. Do not say I will repay evil. Wait on the most high. He will deliver you. Mm. Now I got some verses to talk about the, the apple of the most high's eye. I always say, and this is in um, Ezra, uh, in Ezra 4, Ezra 2, Ezra, that the most high said that the children of Israel and apple his eye and everybody else is spitting the bucket. Well, I'm going to show you in the Bible, regular Bible, what the Most High say about his children. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. Deuteronomy 32 and 10. He found him in the desert land and in the howling waste of the wilderness. He encircled him, he cared for him, and kept him as the apple of his eye. He talked about the children of Israel, starting with Abraham. Deuteronomy 32 and 9, which was before that. But the Most High's portion is his people, Yaakov, his allotted heritage. Let me read this last one before I wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Zechariah. 2 5 through 13 for i saith the most high will be unto her this is the children of israel a wall of fire around the belt and i will be the glory in the midst of her oh ho come forth and flee from the land of the north saith the most high for i have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven saith the most high deliver thyself O zion that dwells with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith the Most High of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. For behold, I shall shake my, uh, shake my hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants. And ye shall know that the Most High of hosts has sent me, 
sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Most High. And many nations shall be joined to the Most High in that day and shall be my people, the two flocks. And I will dwell in the midst of thee. And thou shalt know that the Most High of hosts has sent me unto thee. And the Most High shall inherit Yahuda, his portion in the Holy Land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Most High, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Now with that, I am done. I want you to know that spiritual Babylon both of them, Tower of Babel and that land and the kings of the land who's ruling, Sodom and Gomorrah and their wickedness and Mizraim, who they call in Egypt and they looking to and lusting over and, and worshiping their devils, the ancient devils that ruled uh, Egypt is everywhere. It is everywhere. Where the children were scattered, it's everywhere. So those actions that the Most High call wicked, uh, sexual immorality, all types of war that they doing on people, worshiping devils, marginalizing people, killing people, doing all that, that's against the Most High's laws, statutes, precepts, and commands. And I'm going to tell you what, every nation that's doing it is going to be destroyed. Just like the Most High said. Uh-huh. So with that, I said, please start meditating on your word. You must reserve your uh, your spot with the most high. You must reserve it. And in order to do that, you got to be in the most high's word. Let it come down in your spirit by reading on, reading it, meditating on it, listening to these lessons, getting some education, some spiritual way with all so that you can reserve your spot with the most high. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else going to be added unto you. Now, I said this, this is, I'm saying it the third time. I hope that this uh, lesson edified you. And with that, until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnote Q&A at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.